Hi, I'm Jesse Crookshank. Jesse Crookshank. I host the number one comedy podcast called Phone a Friend. Girl. Let's phone a friend. Not only do I break down the biggest stories in pop culture with guests like Dan Levy and members of InSync, I do it with my own personal boy band singing jingles throughout because it's my show. It's your show, girl. New episodes of Phone a Friend. Yeah. Drop Thursdays wherever you get your podcasts. So work it, girl. Yeah, work it. Okay, that's enough. From the Kiss 925 studios in Toronto, Canada. Are you this is Roz yes. and Mocha. Yes. It's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey guys, this is Bruno Mars. This is Selena Gomez. The Chainsmokers. Lady Gaga. Calvin Harris. Celestia Carr. You're listening to my boys Roz and Mocha. Roz and Mocha. My boys Roz and Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. Uh, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz. Mocha. You guys are so funny, man. Congratulations, Lisa! Wow! You just won $1,000. That is amazing. Y'all just made my entire morning. Keep it up. You guys are awesome, man. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hey, Mocha. Yeah. Are you ready? Uh-huh. Let's do the news. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. News break. People are wondering if Sofia Vergara and uh, Joe Manganiello are busted up. Really? Or at least if there's, at least if there's trouble. So they're very much these two into like posting together and all this stuff. And Sophia was all over Instagram. She's in Italy celebrating her, yeah, I think she it was her 51st birthday or something like that, right? Mm. And Joe Manganello writes on his Insta. So there's a super low res picture of the two of them together. And it doesn't even, you don't even know when this is from. It looks like he took a picture of a picture and posted it, right? And. All he wrote was Feliz Cumpleaños, Sofia. Right? Happy birthday. Oh, okay. I was going to say, you've got to tell us what that means. <laughs> That's it. That's all he wrote. Feliz Cumpleaños, Sofia. Right? That was it. But with a blurry photo. With a blurry photo. A and then, cold. And then the comments are like, Joe, I hope you guys are okay. That was a very different happy birthday wish to your wife compared to last year. Somebody else wrote, am I the only one who doesn't like what this sounds, doesn't like the way this sounds? No, Sophia, not even my love or my beloved wife. So last year he did a beautiful picture of the two of them together. And he I wrote, res. and he wrote, Feliz Cumpleanos, mi amor, I love you so much. Oh, oh no. Trouble in paradise. So he went from happy birthday, my love, I love you so much, to happy birthday, Sophia. But it sounds like anger, too, right? I don't know. It sounds, it sounds like they got in a fight. It had yeah. to be her birthday. And he's like, all right, I got to post something. So he Google imaged the but, two of them. But, but also, I don't know if he's even with her in Italy for her birthday. I don't think that there were any pictures of the two of them together. That's because that's why he used a low-res photo. God. Sometimes it's better to just not post anything. He proposed to her. Like, he did what every guy would. He proposed to her after, like, a month of knowing each other, too. Have you seen her? Have you seen him? But that's that's what I was going to (laughs) say, right? Yeah, it's like they're they're sort of perfect together. So maybe there is trouble. Maybe there's not trouble. All I know is that is a very low-key birthday greeting for somebody you've been married to for as long as they've been. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Snoop Dogg 
talking about uh, how this one time he was living with a cockroach. Who did this interview? Is this Nardwar? Did I this think interview? so. Yeah. Nardwar out there. Do people guy. even know who Nardwar is? Uh, I he think still does interviews. Yeah, I think celebs love him. And no, no, no. I mean, like, I mean, like, do I have to explain what yes, Nardwar is? Uh, it's going to yeah. take too long. Uh, here's the <laughs> here's the clip. <laughs> did you one time have a roach? A roach. I got a roach in my hand right now. Ba-boom. No, called Gooch. Did you have a roach called Gooch? Oh, yeah. The Gooch used to live with me. In my apartment, I had a roach that we couldn't kill. We tried to kill him when we first moved in, and he wouldn't die, so we called him the Gooch. And he just kept getting bigger and bigger. I stayed in that apartment for about, like, six, seven months. Cuz grew to the size of about a whole dollar bill. He was about the size of a dollar bill. We Whoa. called him the gooch. We used to leave food out for him and everything. Whoa. Didn't you used to live with a roach? No, I used to live with lots of roaches. I had roach paranoia. Anybody who's lived with in, a, in like a, a filthy place where you have bugs or roaches, especially roaches, when you move out of that place for years afterwards, you have like PTSD, right? Like you would, like I would be sitting on the couch when, and when we moved out of that place where we had roaches into like a really, really nice place, no roaches whatsoever. And I would see, I would be on the couch and like the wind would blow through the window and like the curtain would move and I would instinctively just smack the wall, right? No. And I did that for years, right? Oh, like wow. you would just, you would think that you had them on you all the time because when we moved, we couldn't take the couch, couldn't take the bed, like the mattresses, couldn't, t- couldn't take anything. Um, all the clothes we had went from that place straight to the industrial like cleaners yeah. and then bagged back up again and then brought in. But anywhere where they could have hidden that we couldn't drown stayed. The TV stayed because they lived in the back of the, of the television. Everything, everything. We left everything. Oz once told a story that you had a roach. I know. I've told in, this story a million times. No, but like more. in the in the it's scrappy fine, It's underwear. fine. Nobody needs to hear it again, Maury. It's my sorry, stop telling like, my stories. Is it triggering? Do you do you not think that I would have told the story already had I wanted to tell the story? I'm a big fan of telling other people's stories. I know you are. I don't I don't I don't know why you do that, man. Yes, I had a roach in my underpants when I woke up and it was very tra- like it's very disturbing, man. It do, like it doesn't like do you can well. Feel the legs? No. Oh my god, dude! I'm telling you, man. Okay. No, I got. You had, I had to sleep in underwear because I knew that roaches. The only thing I knew about roaches is that they gravitated towards dark, moist places, <laughs> and so so I slept in underpants for the year and a half that we lived there. And then one morning, I woke up. And I went to go pee and I was standing in front of the toilet and I flipped down the front of my underpants and in between my skin and the elastic, a roach fell out in, into the toilet and it, and it was, it was almost dead. Oh oh my God. I just want to cry. Jeez. Yeah. It was horrific. Absolutely horrific. Do you have time to do Billie Eilish or no? The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Um, Billie Eilish uh, got that new Barbie song. I actually, it's very like low key. I was thinking everybody was going to be doing these big bangers for the Barbie movie. Uh, but the Billie Eilish song is not. This is a little bit to remind you. It's called, uh, What Was I Made For?
I guess at the point before this happened that Billy and her brother Phineas were sort of like in this funk, like they were in this slum. And here she is talking about how this song helped. That song was like the first thing we'd written in a minute. Like we were really in a zone of feeling like we lost it and feeling like, man, I don't know if we can do this anymore. You can imagine my thoughts of doubt. <laughs> like, oh, I can't do this anymore. And Barbie and Greta pulled it out of me. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Kim Kardashian and Tom Brady's romance rumors are uh, starting to heat up again. So they both attended that Michael Rubin guy's 4th of July party, the white party. Um, with a source previously telling people that Kim had some, quote, liquid courage and was overheard telling friends that she had a crush on Tom Brady. And then there was an anonymous, I don't know, like tipster, I guess you call them, who was at the party. Uh, and they said this, I've been seeing some posts speculate whether or not Kim and Tom actually spent time together at the party. And I wasn't going to send this initially because it felt creepy, but I do have a photo of them together. And there is a photo of Kim and Tom Brady. Even if Tom Brady wanted to together. date Kim, does he not? He, I mean, he must be aware that you'll then end up on the show. <sighs> Yeah, at least, yeah, I mean, at least she's going to talk, yeah, talk about you on the show. But, um, but oh, man, people taking your picture and then sending it out That's and like, oh, my nasty. God. You should be used to that. No, but not like this. Like, it's just where, where somebody goes, you know what? I wasn't going to do it because it was really creepy. Yeah, yeah, okay, stop there. <laughs> stop there. <laughs> but anyway, I'll but anyway, anyways. here it is. Uh, back in uh, May, I believe it was, uh, Kim's rep said, uh, uh, they have been friends and business partners. They have friends and business partners in common, but are not dating. Kim is very focused on her kids, her businesses, law school, and preparing for American Horror Story, which starts production next month. No, it does not because of the strike. So now you got lots of ta- time to date Tom. Uh, and speaking of the strike, the uh, Oppenheimer premiere yesterday in London Everybody sort of left, so the, they they opened the carpet early so the cast could walk the carpet because they knew the strike was coming. They did their interviews, and then as soon as the strike was announced, they all left. And uh, Matt Damon on the uh, Oppenheimer carpet uh, just moments before the strike was announced yesterday. No, we, 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 Ben and I just started this little independent studio, and, you know, we're, we're three and a half movies in. We're shut down on one of them right now. We're just waiting for everything to resolve, so, and it's, it's, you know, it's, it's brutal for our sister unions. It's brutal for IATSE, you know what I mean? It's like, and it's going to be tough for, for, uh, for, for the actor, for 160,000 actors. So nobody wants a work stoppage, but if our leadership is saying that the deal isn't fair, then, then we got to, we got to, we got to hold strong till we get a deal that's fair for 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 working actors. For you know, it's the difference between having health care and not for a lot of for a lot of actors, and and we got to do what's right by them. Good for you. Uh, and uh, during her press conference yesterday, Fran Drescher, who's the head of SAG-AFTRA, the union representing all those actors, I couldn't, I, I, I forgot that the nanny was the president of SAG because before Fran, it was Gabrielle Cartelis. That's right. Who was Andrea Zuckerman from 90210. She yep. was the, the president for, for a long time. But, uh, but here is Fran Drescher really going off. You cannot change the business model as much as it has changed and not expect the contract to change too. We're not going to keep doing incremental changes on a contract that no longer honors 
what is happening right now with this business model that was foisted upon us? What are we doing? Moving around furniture on the Titanic? It's crazy. So the jig is up, AMPTP. We stand tall. You have to wake up and smell the coffee. Uh, so the AMPT is the American Motion Picture Television Producers, and that is who the other the other half of this fight is, right? Um, so they released a statement saying that they were deeply disappointed that SAG-AFTRA has decided to walk away from negotiations. They go on to say this, this is the union's choice, not ours. In doing so, it has dismissed our offer of historic pay and residual increases, substantially higher caps on pensions and health contributions, audition protections, shortened series option periods, and... And a groundbreaking AI proposal that protects actors' digital likeness and more. And so the AI proposals in this fight that's going on between um, the actors and the producers is a huge part of this. Um, the residuals, yes, because that all changed when, when they started selling uh, shows to streaming networks. Right. I, was, I read a tweet by an actor. I don't remember who it was, but they said that they had, they had 13 television episodes on Netflix and their residual check last year was $31. That's it? Uh, yeah. $31? $31, yeah. $31 for oh. having, they have 13 episodes of different television shows currently on it. Like, they're not a star, but right. they're an actor. But they, they appear. They appear in things. Um, so here is a clip from that same press conference yesterday with Fran Drescher, where they explain what this groundbreaking uh, AI proposal was. But this groundbreaking AI proposal that they gave us yesterday... In that groundbreaking AI proposal, they proposed that our background performers should be able to be scanned, get paid for one day's pay, and their company should own that scan, their image, their likeness, and should be able to use it for the rest of eternity in any project they want with no consent and no compensation. So if you think that's a groundbreaking proposal, I suggest you think again. Oh, so, wow. And I'm sure wow. the AMPT, uh, you know, thought of it differently, but that's their interpretation of it. So basically, background performers and smaller actors, people who are jobbers, right? Yeah. So what they're proposing is basically Joan is awful on that episode of Black Mirror, right? It was trending yesterday, actually. So mm. what they're proposing or how it's being interpreted is that a background actor will go in, they'll be cast for a role, then they get face scanned and then that face scan is owned by the producers who are then allowed to use that scan of you to create an AI version of you as a background actor. Nothing for you. Nothing for you Nothing. for as long as they can. Wow. So Tell me how that's fair. Well, I listen, man, I know. it's it's This is what they're fighting for. This is why they're on strike. Hell no. Right? Uh, quickly before we go, hold on here. There's something else I wanted to do. Damn, damn, damn. Hold on. What was it I wanted to do? Take all the time you need. No, I don't have all that time. I'm trying to figure out. Hold on here. There was something. There was something. On your readers. No, I don't need my... You got to stop, <laughs> man. God, you know, what's, you know what's crazy? Is that you can switch my moods. Most people that switch my mood, honestly, that I have in my life, they can switch it instantly from terrible to great, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, no. most people who are my mood switchers can switch me from terrible to great. My kid, right? Mocha, Catherine. Most people in my life, if I'm in a terrible mood, they can switch me immediately. You are the only one, Maury. 
that switches me consistently from being in a great mood to being in a terrible mood. Kind of cool. No, it's not kind of cool. It's not to be proud <laughs> of. That's not a compliment. <laughs> I'm taking it as one. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Barbie's setting records over the weekend. Oh, really? They didn't uh, do any promo for that movie. Huh? <sighs> I didn't see anything about it. It like greatly exceeded the all expectations uh, and outsold uh, Oppenheimer, which isn't a surprise. Oppenheimer is a three-hour movie. Um, I'll wait the, for it to be on demand. <laughs> so, big old Barbie. Hey, did they put Barbie on uh, IMAX? Um, no, I I'd watch I that joint. On but Oppenheimer IMAX. didn't bomb, right? No, no, no. It did eighty Get million? It pun. It did, ha ha ha! Uh, ha, ha. <laughs> uh, it did eighty million, which is still decent, I guess. <laughs> Uh, $155 million for Barbie. I saw Barbie yesterday. Incredible. And? Um, it's good. It's good. good. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I don't, it's two hours, which I think is. Did you fall asleep? No, no. Almost though, because we're in one of those (laughs) VIP theaters and Catherine bought, Catherine bought front row. Yeah. Right? Front. Front. It was was all the tickets that were left. We sort of went last minute. And then she starts stressing me out. About what? Oh, because she's looking behind her to see if there's empty seats. And I'm like, they're all reserved. And then she goes and asks the guy if nobody sits in those empty seats, can we take them? And he's like, I don't know, maybe like 10 minutes after it starts or something like that. And then I start getting, and then I'm getting antsy because she just keeps no. looking over her shoulder to see if anybody's there yet. Yeah. And then she starts saying, well, we can always take the handicapped seats too. And I'm like, babe. No, you can't. I'm like, I can't. I can't no, cool. do that. Even if they are empty, I can't switch and sit in disabled seating, yeah, right? Married I, life, though, huh? No, I get roast. Thank you. Married life. Jeez. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> warned him. No. <laughs> we really rushed into this, huh? Yeah. Hope it works out. I know. God, take your time. Take your time. Get to know each other. I know. Uh, anyway, Barbie uh, made a ton of money at the box office. Ryan Gosling's really great in it. He, and he gets, he? He gets oh, all the best good. lines. He gets all the best jokes. He gets all the best moments. Um, it's really without spoiling, everything. yeah. Because we saw it's the tough list. To spoil. Yeah, we saw the list of celebs in the movie. Right, yes. we already know all of them. Yeah. Were there any surprise celebs that were uh, left out of any of the trailers or articles or anything like that? I don't know because I don't know who was mentioned. Right. Oh. Like I don't. I'm. I'm. I'm not like everybody head. was mentioned, but I didn't yeah, know I think if there was so. like. A- I think so. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think that there's a, a, a ton of um, yeah. I don't I don't know because we already knew John Cena, right? I think that that was one that's supposed to be like the big surprise. Yes, right. But they they announced that early on. Yeah, kind yeah, of thing. yeah. And it's like two seconds or whatever. There, it is, any right? other wrestlers? <laughs> I don't I don't know. I don't think like so. Roman Reigns. No, Ro- I don't know if Roman Reigns is in it. I don't think. Do you know Ro- Ray Mysterio. Oh, good one. Yeah, I don't know who Rhea Ripley was. I, she in there well, as one of the Barbies? I, I, no, I don't know. Maybe I don't the big show. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, Shawn Michaels. No, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think that that's their thing. I don't think that the the, the secret to Barbie was like how many wrestlers they could put into it. I don't think I that mean, was. Listen, if they wanted to do well. Easter eggs. It did one hundred fifty-five million dollars. <laughs> could have done more with Shawn Michaels. <laughs> <laughs> you guys suck. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. 
Uh, Jamie Foxx taking to Instagram in his own words and looking real thin. Uh, looks like he had gone through hell. Still no word on what exactly his medical issue was. Uh, he isn't specific with what it actually was, but he thanks the fans, gives an update on his health, and uh, thanks his family for keeping this whole thing really locked down, which is very difficult. And I know a lot of people were waiting, you know, or wanting to hear updates, but to be honest with you, I just don't want you to see me like that, man. You know, I want you to see me laughing, having a good time, partying, cracking a joke, doing a movie, television show. I didn't want you to see me with uh, with tubes running out of me and and trying to figure out uh, if I was gonna make it through. Now, you know, by being quiet, sometimes things, you know, get out of hand. People saying what I got. Some people said I was, I was blind, but as you can see, uh, as you can see, the eyes are working. The eyes are working just fine. Uh, I said I was paralyzed. I'm not paralyzed. Uh, but I did go through. I went to hell and back. And my road to recovery uh, had some potholes as well. But um, I'm, uh, I'm, 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 I'm coming back. And man, you know, I know they talk about people crying on videos. You know, you could do take two, but I'm not going to do a take two. This is, it is what it is. And if you see me out... Uh, from now on and every once in a while I just burst into tears is because um, it's been tough man I was sick man but now I got my legs out, uh, under me so you're gonna see me out so I love all y'all uh, I just wanted to jump on here and let you know that uh, I'm on my way back in love yeah so I mean he looks he, he still looks like he looks like a version of Jamie Foxx right yeah. now I, think, I right? get what he's saying though and you don't want this person where you have this image in your mind of yeah, what they, they look like, tough. right? And just the other day on Netflix, his new movie. The Tyrone one. The uh, they they clone, clone Tyrone, Tyrone yeah. just came out. So I don't know yeah. if him announcing had anything to do with the correlation with the movie well, being out. and Well, that's why there was not some. To, not to promote, but like to be like, hey. Well, no, because there were some people in the comment section going, is Jamie Foxx even allowed to do this video because the actor's strike right now? Oh, <laughs> oh right. Oh, right. right? Yeah, yeah. No, like, don't give... mention your movie. Yeah, true. <laughs> don't mention the movie. Facts, facts. Not allowed. Also, what were, what were you going to say, Sean? They also say he's a clone, man. Yeah, the I know. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. People are like, you're AI. Yeah. yeah. Like, you're all, oh, my. God, Leave Jamie Foxx so, alone. It's so tough, man. It's so I get what he's saying, though. But he's, you know, he's 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 looking uh, he's looking good. But man, do you know, like, good for his family, man. They who could have gone through something what a star as big as Jamie Foxx went through and mm. an emergency that took him out of the world for as long as it did, and every single person in that circle shut it down. Yeah, like, even the no, facility, like, the hospital, like shut it. Sometimes down. you'll get. Like a nurse or somebody, somebody, a driver, right? Would yes. leak a story, leak something to TMZ. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I wonder how many people from TMZ or organizations like that reach out to the hospital being like, hey, any bit of information will pay you X amount. Oh, I'm sure they, I'm sure. Like they all do. of them did. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But yeah, it was Shut good. it down though. But, yeah. uh, but no, good for Jamie. He's looking good, man. He's looking good. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Matt Damon, remember I was telling you that uh, years ago I was talking to an actor and 
they were just straight up talking about how it's all BS. When you hear actors talk about kissing in movies, mm-hmm. right? It's and it's all BS when they're like, oh, it's so technical and there's like nothing romantic about it, and it's like all this other stuff, right? Mm-hmm. It's all BS. They all love it. They all love it. Because you're a movie star kissing another movie star. And you fly away to like these gorgeous locations like you're in the south of France and you get to make out. Like it's crazy. Like Mm. the idea, but they all have to downplay it, right? Because guess what? It's work. Thank you. They all have to downplay it. Who is the actor? Can you say? No. Um, but every now and then, but every now and then you get an actor who is on a level or two actors in this conversation, which is Matt Damon uh, sitting around talking to Emily Blunt, right? Okay. And when you listen to Matt Damon and Emily Blunt goof around talking about this story where Matt Damon talks about kissing Scarlett Johansson, this is a glimpse of the truth. Like, I know they're sort of playing it for goofs, but this is a glimpse of the truth. It's for me, it's less the co-star that you're kissing who you're probably going to be friends with anyway. And I can forgive some halitosis. <laughs> I had to, I, I had to kiss uh, Scarlett. Had to kiss Scarlett Johansson. I mean, Johnson. come on! Can you imagine how horrible that <laughs> Can was. Can you imagine for me? how awful that was? <laughs> what we did? It's such a shame. This she was has really such funny. terrible lips and everything. It must have been so awful. It was hell. Okay, first of all, <laughs> she was mean, and then. No, what happened was we did a shot before lunch, and it was like this nice little two shot that ended in the kiss, mm-hmm. and it was really good. And we went to lunch, and she and I both thought it was over. And she had some garlic. She ate like an onion sandwich for Good lunch. For and she you. came in and, and Cameron Crowe had set the camera up and it was like a tight shot of the kiss and she goes, oh shit. She goes, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I literally just had, I had like an onion sandwich. I thought we did this. But were you still sort of Slightly aroused getting to do that with her or not. Oh, God. No, I was making fun of her the entire okay, time good. about her onion breath, which I didn't even smell. Perfect. Because her, bre- her breath perfect. smells like roses. <laughs> oh, you're such a liar. You're such a liar. You wouldn't tell the onion sandwich story if her breath did not oh, smell please. like onions. Because please. if you've ever had onions in any meal, especially raw onions, you know that that smell just lingers. Yeah. We eat an onion sandwich. Yeah. That sounds demonic. Yeah. Now, I'm sure it they were sandwich fried. With sure. onions no, in it? I or think was it, was it like just s- like straight up onions in between two it, pieces I mean, of bread? I think it was like a sandwich, like a tuna sandwich with onions. Thank you. Yes, yes. Oh. I agree with you on that. Uh, but yeah, they love it. They all love it. Even with the onion breath. Yes, they hey, can all love it. Can you cancel out bad breath if you both had the onion sandwich? Mm, that's a good question. I would say you got you and Matthew should try it out at home, but we know you guys don't kiss. <laughs> well, anything for science. <laughs> We have to kiss for science. <laughs> so yeah, sad. Yeah, go you should try and go home and kiss for science more. <laughs> yeah, you should pitch that. Let's both eat an onion sandwich, yeah. right? And then yeah. no, first what has to happen is that one of you has to eat an onion sandwich uh-huh. and then kiss the other person so they understand like the smell. Then you gotta clean up your mouth which is going to take a weekend. (laughs) And then he's got to eat onion sandwich and then kiss you. And then you have to eat another onion sandwich (laughs) to find out if they cancel each other out. Mm -hmm. Right? Anything for science. So report back in September, I guess? Yes. (laughs) Yes. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. I love these clips when uh, people who have turned 100 plus sort of give their keys for uh, a long and 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 happy and and healthy life. This one is uh, courtesy 
of uh, Arthur Walters Jr. Um, turned 104. Any idea, Mocha, what he says the uh, keys to living to 104 are? He's going to say something like drinking coffee mm-hmm. and also um, he's going to be one of those guys that tries to be funny to say always say I agree with your wife <laughs> okay. like don't yep. argue with your wife good one right good it's going to be something like that yeah which I'm also learning now by the way <laughs> right happy wife uh, happy yeah. life that's yeah. it Maury happy wife happy life okay so here is uh, Arthur Walters Jr. people always say well what do you attribute to and I oh, always damn. say yo this guy <laughs> <laughs> this guy yo he sounds 104 people always say well what do you attribute to and I always say well, I have two good friends. Oh, Jim Beam and Jack Daniels. Yeah, those are my two good friends. They helped me along. Right. So bourbon. That's, that's bourbon. I, I, he sounds 100. Hey, when you're 104, right? At uh, what point do you drop the junior from your name? Nah, you got to keep it. You Until you, like, even in your hundreds, you keep the junior? Yeah. That's your name, because there's yeah. still a senior. Arthur uh-huh. Walters Jr. just yeah. turned 104? You got to res- put some respect on that man's <laughs> dad's name. <laughs> you got to stay young, Russ. At some point, though. Right? Oh, Jim Beam and Jack Daniels. <laughs> yeah, those are my two good friends. Yo, you know who would love this joke? My dad. Yeah, oh my God. Like, my dad, this would be my dad's line, of for sure. Course. This is the kind of thing... When my dad turns 104, he would say the exact same thing. Oh, Jim Beam and Jack Daniels. Yeah, those are my two good friends. He whistle talk. <laughs> he uh-huh. does. Yeah, a lot of old guys do. It's them falsies, right? <laughs> <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, Variety uh, put out a list of the, uh, the, the 50 best action movies. Ooh. And. Die Hard. So Die Hard is is on there, but I will say this. So their top 10, yeah. the most current action movie in their top 10 was The Matrix from 1999. What? Yeah. Not any of the Fast and Furious movies? No. Mission Impossible movies? Yeah, no. I was just going to say Mission Impossible. No. Those are so, great movies, though. Bullet from 1968, Seven Samurai from 1954, Aliens from 86, The Matrix from 99, The French Connection from 71, Enter the Dragon with Bruce Lee from 73, Raiders of the Lost Ark from 81, North by Northwest from 59. What? Die Hard from 88, and then the first Mel Gibson Road Warrior from 1981. That's their list of the best action movies. I think I've seen none of them. That's a crazy list. Let me see if I could find you. What about uh, any of the, like the the Marvel movies? Those would be listed as action? No. Full of action. I I listen, I hear you. Top Gun Maverick is like in the Like late the first 40s. Avengers? That's all action. Yeah, man. The Fugitive is 48. What about like the Dark Knight? Hold on, hold on. I'm just All I'm action. Going that. That's a classic. What about those Liam Neeson ones where he's always on the run? Oh, where he's got a special set of skills? Yeah. Yeah. Take him? Take him. Yeah, yeah. I like those movies. I like those Liam Neeson movies, man. What about Top Gun Maverick? That's That's all action. It's at 49. Inception is at 38. Oh, great movie. Yeah. Casino Royale is on there. Movie called The Black. Oh, here we go. Fast Five is at 34. Oh, God. 
Okay. Uh, oh, remember Run, Lola, Run? That was a great movie. Commando with Schwarzenegger from 85 is on the list at number 32. Is Bone Collector on there? Bone Collector. Good movie, Maury. As, a, as an action film? Oh, that's action. So Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol is number 30 on the list. Wait, of all the Mission Impossible, that's... A- well, hold on here. I There may be one higher. Point Break with Keanu Reeves and Patrick Swayze is 26 on the list. Really? Hold on here. Gladiators, 23. Um, Heat, the Michael Mann movie with uh, Pacino and De Niro is 21. That was a great movie. You ever seen that movie? Heat? Heat? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay, Sharon okay. Stone's in that uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Uh, Sharon Stone's not in Heat. Is she? No, no, no. Oh, I'm thinking of somebody else. Yeah, you're thinking of somebody None of the Star Wars movies? Uh, Ben-Hur, number 18. Hold on, let me get to that. Terminator 2, Judgment Day, number 17. Great action movie. Um, Hard Boiled. Night from 1992 is at 15. Adventures of Robin Hood from 1938 is at number 14. Kill Bill Volume 1, number 13. Uh, Goldfinger, oh. number 12. What about Unbreakable? Um, no. And then, oh, at number 11, before we get into the top 10, yeah. Speed. What? That's Keanu Reeves. Classic. Sandra Bullock. Right? Sandra Bullock, yeah. Keanu Reeves yeah. on a bus. Great movie. Right? Yeah. Great, Great movie. movie. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Joe Jonas doing an interview talking about a, that one time he crapped his pants on stage. What? Yeah. So it's it's interesting. I have yet to have one of these conversations with friends. My brother talked about this one time he was hanging out with his friends, and the topic came up where guys started talking about as adults the first time you crapped yourself. And my brother's like, "What do you mean the first time? As an and adult? They, as an adult? And they all had a story." I don't have a story. Right? Think, they they all had a story. So here, let, play Joe. I think jo- everyone almost has. Play Joe Jonas, and then we'll come back and discuss. I was with a few friends yesterday, and we were just talking about, you know, there's a point in your life where, as an adult, you can remember the last time you <laughs> your pants. <laughs> this was, I think, about four years ago. And let's just say it was a bad day to choose to wear white clothing. You oh, think no. it might be a little too, it might have been a little something else, a little something extra. There's a wardrobe change halfway through the show, and it maybe was a little bit like, like, oh, that was an interesting choice to change clothes that quickly. So that's that's a story I've never told. And also that's just real life. Uh, it was a light, a light one. It wasn't it wasn't a full, you know. Oh, my God. Not a full. Not a full. I don't have a story. Just like a that, light no. one. It happened what to a, Matthew. What about just hold on more? What about just a light one? No, never. I don't have a story like that. Like no shark. No, no, no. Really? I don't have a story like that. Shem. Absolutely not. Come on. No. As an adult. Maury, no, you? Not, but Matthew that has. No, that I find very hard to believe. But no, you, Maury? It's always an almost. It's always. But what does that mean? Always. Always. <laughs> 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 you need a doctor. <laughs> if, it's, if it's always, <laughs> always. <laughs> you got to see the doctor. It's always. <laughs> an almost. It's always. Yeah, there's a problem. There's a problem. Uh, Matthew yeah. did it in the New York Public Library. That's not cool to tell. That's not a, that's not your story no. to tell, yeah, Maury. We were trying to I was avoid. trying to avoid this. Like I stopped Why you from you saying that like seven that? times. I stopped you from saying it. Once it enters so my mean. mouth, I have to it's, let it out. Once that's... it enters your mouth, you have to let it out. Do you think words just live in your mouth <laughs> until you say them? <laughs> Hold on. Should we call Matthew and ask him to tell yeah. the now story, that Maury? Now that it's out. I mean, it's out. Yeah. You <laughs> ask him. You ask him. Mocha's not going to ask him. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Are you sure? Yeah. yeah. Oh, Absolutely yeah. positive. Is Matthew, is there a remote chance he's going to pick up? 
Yes. Okay. Oh, no. Wow. Maury. Does, is he mad? Are you guys fighting right now? Pause for one second, Mokar. Are you guys what? like currently fighting right now? Like you're no, trying to No, this? everything's great. Good good weekend. Yeah? <laughs> yeah we put in pot <laughs> lights. It's fantastic. Oh, this will help. Yeah, this okay. is, yeah. Okay. Oh, by the way, I meant to say me neither, guys. Uh, <laughs> <right>? <laughs> yeah, me neither. Always. Make sure you tell him not to swear. <laughs> oh, he's going to kill you, Maury. I'm hoping he doesn't answer. You know that? I have a headache right now from this. Hello. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. I'm happy. This, this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, let's start with... Uh, Elon Musk and X and Twitter and all that stuff. So, oh, my Twitter changed. Did it? Uh huh. Yeah. When I got in today, it's now X. So apparently, Mark Zuckerberg's company Meta. Remember when they went through their rebrand? Guys, it's called Meta. It's not Facebook. Mm. Everybody was like, okay. And now Elon (laughs) with X. (laughs) Like, okay, Twitter. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So apparently, Mark Zuckerberg and Meta have already registered an X logo in connection to, quote, online social networking services and social networking services in the fields of entertainment, gaming, and application development. (laughs) So for a logo to be trademarked with the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office, it needs to be unique and distinctive in some way. So it's not like you can, it's not like he owns the name so what he has trademarked is an x logo okay okay? um and so zuckerberg's x in its trademark filings looks very different than elon's x so mark's x looks like two arrows with inward ends pointing sort of like rounded ends pointing inwards and then we know what the zucker with the meta with the twitter one looks like elon's Uh which is like that white sort of thing on a black background whatever yeah. um but they could twitter could run into some problems if they want to use x for social media purposes but some patent office guy is going to have to look at the two x's and go this is too close to this x well apparently the <laughs> current x he bought off fonts.com for 30 dollars. i don't that's not true it's just it's very similar to one that is on uh that is an oh, uh, a font it's also uh very similar to a, a symbol that's used to define all sorts of other numbers right oh. it's so it's a whole thing is crazy uh, fighting the octagon, also, man. Half the logo is off the building. He didn't get a permit to uh, use the trucks to take the logo off the wall. So when they were doing that yesterday um, in, in San Francisco, so they were pulling Twitter off the side of the building, mm-hmm. right? And the cops showed up and somebody had tweeted who is in the San Francisco area. They tweeted that Elon Musk didn't get a permit for the crane that they were using to try and pull Twitter off the side of the building. Um, so police were called. Police showed up and apparently it was a big misunderstanding. So officers responded to the area regarding a report of a possible unpermitted 
permitted street closure, but through their investigation, the police officers were able to determine that no crime was committed and the incident was not a police matter. So police on the scene said that someone from Twitter had a work order to take the sign down, but didn't communicate that properly with the security and the property owners of the building. So the property owners of the landlords, as if Twitter has landlords. Yeah. So the landlord own that building. The landlords were like, "Hey, what's going on on our building? It looks like vandalism to us." So they yeah. called the cops and everything else. But either way, the uh, crane is gone. But um, in the meantime, the ER is still up on the side of the building. So it's just er x er now is <laughs> what it is. So what it is. Stupid. It's so stupid. Um, I still use it though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, have you tried? Have you logged on to Threads yet? Anybody is anybody mm-hmm. active on Threads? Yeah, yeah. What's the response like, more? It's actually not. I mean, I'm it's, on it once a week. Maybe, yeah, I was gonna say it's yeah. fun. Is it? Yeah, because I they, all apparently time. they they like they drop by like their engagement dropped fifty percent in that first yeah. couple of days, right? Uh, like it's just not. I don't they know. shot right up with like yeah. five hundred million users or something yeah. like that. But it's you need people to use it, not uh-huh. just have it, right? Yeah, because they made it real easy to sign up. You can just do it right on Instagram. Instagram, right? yeah, yeah. So The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, My worst nightmare happened on a flight recently that was an Air Asia flight from Cambodia to Vietnam. Made everybody clap when the pilot landed? No, you had to sit there and listen to the flight attendant sing Ed Sheeran. (laughs) There's nothing I hate more. Well, I don't know. Here, listen, you tell me. I found a girl. I never knew you were someone waiting for me. We were just kids when we fell in love, not knowing what it was. I will not give you all this time. Come on, show me some hand. Sorry. Two oh, woos. Only got two woos. Two woos. Yeah, I wouldn't even woo. Oh. That's that performance was mid. I super mid. That's right? my worst nightmare. Yeah. Having to sit there and pretend did like he, you enjoy did some he expect flight Everyone attendant. would join in. I don't know what he expected. I feel I like know. this person tries different songs oh, on all yes. the flights to see which one gets the best reaction. Oh. And then that's going to be the standard, the performance. So there is no in-flight entertainment apparently on that flight from Cambodia to Vietnam. So I'm so sure I'm sure he uh. says every single time, ladies and gentlemen, I'm sorry that there's no in-flight entertainment. However, yeah. right? And then he goes and he sings some song. Yeah. And, also follow me and, on TikTok and, and Instagram. <laughs> follow me on threads. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> for more videos like this. Uh, Oh, to have to sit there and listen to a flight attendant sing. Oh my god. That was thirty five seconds though. You Oh yeah, my that god. that you would be in misery, oh. right? And, and I thirty five seconds oh. on that flight. And then I <laughs> And just just the obligation of having to clap and applaud that. Uh-huh. Right? And then when you don't, like when you're the one that doesn't acknowledge it. Oh, Whoa. you look like a you jerk. Look like such a jerk. But somebody's also waiting for their drink while this is happening. Yeah. <sighs> My nightmare. And then, does he ask for people to clap or something? Come on, show me some hands. So I, I it's a different language. He's speaking Cambodian. It sounded like or something. he said, "Show me some hands." Yeah. No. Oh, maybe, maybe. It sounded like that's yeah. what he said, right? Show me some hands. Uh, 
That's what it sound like. Show me some hands. I heard head. Oh yeah! No, no, no! This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. You know what the goal is? I think is to work in an industry uh, that Saudi Arabia will eventually one day get into, what? and and then they're going to offer you an astronomical amount of money because that seems to what happens when Saudi Arabia gets involved in things. <sighs> so. We, Why are the Saudis asking for the Raza Mocha well, show? Well, I don't know. I'm like, yo. listen, yo, right? <laughs> you can see it now, bro. One <laughs> 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 now. Yeah, like, live, like we get to live in the Burj Khalifa or something, right? Yeah, like what do they what do they got to do? They got to launch some sort of radio network, right? Or I don't know, and then offer us like because the Saudi money is the Saudi. Yeah, money, yeah, right? yeah. Millions. Can I stay in my condo? Uh, no, you'd have to move more. But let me tell you this. Actually, so, no, you know what would be ideal? Yeah. Is that Maury has to live in, in his condo. No, Maury has to live in Saudi Arabia. We all live here because oh. they need a man on the ground. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. And Maury, Sorted. you are the guy. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing says Saudi Arabia like, damn it, Maury. <laughs> right? Yeah, they love you over there. You don't even own white pants, Maury. <laughs> You're a roast over there. <laughs> so Saudi Arabia, we all know what went on with golf and the whole live tour and then the, the, the merger of with PGA and all this nastiness. Yeah. So Saudi Arabian um, like soccer club, Al Halal, is preparing to make an offer to Kylian Mbappe, I believe is how you say his name. Oh, Mbappe. Yeah, Mbappe. So he's a French soccer player for um, St. Germain, right? Uh-huh. So the deal that they're looking at offering him uh-huh. is $1.1 billion. Oh Excuse me, sir. Did you say $1.1 billion with a B? So Alhal's proposed deal, which they will give his former team $332 million as a transfer fee. Wow. And then he would pocket $776 million for one season. Oh, my God. Okay, I'll buy white pants. For one season. Wow. Thank you. Yes, white pants. Uh, the Yo, one, he's taking that deal, right? The, the, the one-year contract would enable him to play for Saudi Arabia before joining Real Madrid uh, next summer, as he's reportedly been interested in doing. So his reported $776 million payday would be the highest ever for an athlete anywhere, surpassing the current record of $674 million over four years. That is what Messi received from Barcelona in 2017. In June, uh, Al Halal, this same um, soccer club, reportedly offered $1.6 billion to Lionel Messi uh, before he took less to sign with Miami. So, wait a minute. Yes. So, the Saudis are asking him to sign for one, like during his off year? Yes. So, one. Just play with. I, play for our team for one year. Yeah. Here's all the money, and then you can go to the team that you initially. Yeah, to because go it to. all works on seasons, right? Like it's it's all in in off seasons and all this other stuff, right? To also offer perspective, um, if you combine the career earnings of Michael Jordan, LeBron James, and Kobe Bryant, yes, their career earnings, yes, it still wouldn't be his contract, right? But do they it's pay one it all, contract. like in one lump sum, well, or do you get paid every two weeks? They probably give it to you in like oil-soaked gold. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how the Saudis do business, but I'm fine. 
right? And a silver truck. Oh, by the way, yeah. um, uh, oh, there's a by the way now. Yeah, Mbappe already when he his his contract with Paris, uh-huh. right? Like he's already making 128 million dollars a year. Man, yo, give me some of that, <laughs> right? How old is he again? Twenty. Four? That's, that's not fair. Guys, that's not fair. Oh Can we start to change that org? That's not fair. 24 years old, all that money? Yes. That yes. Not right. Yes. Oh, 24 years God. old. No, I'm broke from putting in a pot light. Come on, man. <laughs> I just thought I'd ruin everybody's day with that story. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, Tori Kelly is, is reportedly in uh, really serious condition after being hospitalized on Sunday night. Uh, according to TMZ, doctors found blood clots in her legs and lungs. Um, Kelly was out for dinner with friends in downtown L.A. when she complained about having abnormally fast heartbeat. And at one point, she fainted and was out for a while, according to uh, witnesses. Uh, friends of hers deliberately chose not to call an ambulance because they knew that they would have taken her to a hospital downtown L.A. So I guess instead they put her in the car and drove her back to um, West Hollywood and brought her to Cedar sinai Hospital. Like, oh, bro, if I say my heart is like whatever and then I pass out, call the ambulance. Of course. Don't buckle me in and sit in traffic. (laughs) When my dad was having a heart attack, his coworker drove him instead of calling. But didn't he didn't he drove him to the nearest hospital? That's right. Yes. Not out of town. They did not. They put her in the car because they didn't want the ambulance to bring her to Mm -hmm. the nearest hospital. They went for a drive. Yes. Friends don't do that. Apparently they do. Apparently they do. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Rob Thomas from Matchbox 20. Remember Matchbox 20? Do you remember them? Name me a song. Um, I mean, they had a couple hits. They did. He's a cool guy. I love Rob Thomas. I've interviewed him a bunch of times. I mm-hmm. couldn't name you a Matchbox 20 song, though. I just wasn't into them. 3 a.m. But they, yeah, 3 a.m. You know 3 a.m. You know Unwell. You know Unwell. You know Push. Uh, I'm so unwell. Yeah, yeah that's it. At 3 a.m. That's, that's the one. Okay. Uh, but they, they, their song Push, and, and these were one of these bands ah, kind of like. Push it. No. That's not song. Tampa, sorry. No. Um, they were one of these bands that always constantly got ripped by people. So, sort of like Nickelback. You know, people just love to hate Nickelback. Yeah. People love to hate um, Rob Thomas and, push, uh, push, and, push. and Matchbox 20. All they do is push. But uh, Greta Gerwig called Rob Thomas and said, hey, can we use your song Push in uh, the Barbie movie? Because there's a scene where all the Kens are just like so emotional and over the top. And they sing to the Barbies, right, at a, mm-hmm. a campfire on a beach. All the Kens have acoustic guitars and they're just singing to all the Barbies. And they're singing Push. And Push is one of those songs that Matchbox 20 has always got ripped for. Oh. And so he said that he's used to being the butt of the joke. He said there was a whole period during the 90s where uh, the more successful we got, the bigger target we were. Uh, we were an easy thing to take down when I got the call for Barbie. Um, uh, I said, yeah, because, you know, I knew that we were going to be, you know, goofed on, but I have pretty thick skin. So he allowed the song to happen. And here's a little bit of it. So this is Ryan Gosling singing Matchbox 20. And I don't know if I've ever been real in love, but here let's touch me and I feel like something's got to get up and I'm a little bit angry. Well, this ain't over. No, not here, no. <laughs> not well, I still need you around. 
you don't own me We might change, yeah <laughs> Yeah We just might feel good I wanna push you around Well, I will Well, I will <laughs> Hold on, guys Yeah This is a real song? Yes Like by a real band Yeah, yeah. it was a huge hit Massive Where? Massive hit Really? Yes, massive, massive, massive hit yeah. Wow. You've never heard the song? You know where you know Rob Rob Thomas Moore from? From Smooth with uh, Carlos Santana. You know that song? Nope, he does not. Okay, wow. Never mind. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm getting you for Christmas? The Matchbox 20 <laughs> no, CD. No, no, no. But that's just like Mocha. Like you play me songs all the time where I'm like, there's no way that this was a real song. And you're like, it was huge. Who's that guy that you always go on about? Ed Sheeran. No, I know Ed Sheeran. <laughs> no, like, like from your youth, from, Dr- like, from, like, the, from like the 90s. The from the 90s. Oh, the you always, no, 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 you always mention, um, who's that guy you, you mention all the time? Biggie. No, is it Stevie something? Stevie V? Yeah. That's oh, not uh, that's, I, that's not a real guy. I still have never come across anything Bro. that Stevie B exists in the world except for when you mention him on this show. You know Stevie B. I don't know Stevie B. Hold on, I've have to... never heard a Stevie B song. Yes, you have. I, I have? guarantee you. No. Hold on. Let me pull up on YouTube. Oh, my God. With the commercials. Hold on. One second. Can you pay for YouTube, please? Nope. This song. What's this? The Spring Love. Man, y'all know this song. You know this song, guys. Bro, I've never heard this song. I'm hearing this for the very first time. I don't hate it, but I've never heard it. Bro, you know the song. I promise you, you know the okay. song. Okay. Well, I don't so far. Just wait. Wait, wait. But yeah, I'll give it. Yeah. No. 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 I still don't believe this is a real song. Sounds very fake. No. no, sounds like AI weekend. Yeah. Never heard this before. I would go my entire life without ever coming across this song. Banger though. Banger? Straight up. Yeah, no, never. Put your hand in there, Ross. No. Hey, yeah, never. Hey, I'm up. Yeah, I'll hey. get into it. Don't, don't get me wrong. Bro, oh, right? Oh, you raising your arms yeah. just now looks yeah. like it hurts so <laughs> Shut much. Shut up, man. <laughs> <laughs> This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, LeBron James' son uh, suffered a cardiac arrest. This all broke yesterday. So the family released a statement saying uh, while practicing, Bronny James suffered a cardiac arrest. Medical staff uh, was able to treat Bronny and take him to the hospital. He is now in stable condition and no longer in the ICU. We ask for your respect and privacy for the James family, and we will update media when there is more information. They go on to say LeBron and Savannah um, wish to publicly send their deepest thanks and appreciation to the USC medical and athletic staff for their incredible work and dedication uh, to the safety of their athletes. So he's 18 years old, suffered a cardiac arrest, um, rushed to the hospital. It was very serious, apparently, when it uh, when it happened. But as they said, that he is uh, he's now stable. Um, Damar Hamlin writing on uh Twitter saying prayers to Bronny and the James family as well. Here for you guys, just like you have been for me my entire process. Because, of course, he was suffered the, a similar 
cardiac incident on the field back in January. Mm-hmm. Um, crazy, man. Like, yeah. Scary. This like so scary, so scary, and and especially with the story. One, he's like an eighteen-year-old like athlete, Adonis athlete. Uh-huh. But also, you know, Shaq. Uh, sorry, uh, LeBron isn't. Um, you know, he's put off retirement because he wants to play a season with his kid. Right? Yeah. So the it's just, there's. I don't know enough about that stuff. Like, to know, like, is it just happen? Do you have to have like a medical condition, or it just well, happens? I mean, this it does the either or. This does the and and the, the unfortunate thing with stuff like this is the same thing with with Demar Hamlin and 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 a few other people is that as soon as you know an eighteen year old, you know drops with a cardiac incident, you know that's why you know myocarditis and the vaccine and everything was trending right along with sure. Bernie because everybody's attributing it to that and all this other stuff. So, uh, so you know you you sort of get swept into this other wave when you are young and you suffer something like this, right? Right. And uh, so it's now one and the same, the same thing it is with uh, DeMar Hamlin. But man, what such a sad story. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Um, Hulk Hogan. Hulk we got Hogan. Hulk Hogan news. Yes, we do. Is he making a return for SummerSlam next week? No, he's making for a return weeks? down the aisle. Hulk oh, yeah? Hogan, 69 years old, set to marry for the third time. To his uh, yoga instructor fiance named Sky Daly, who's 45. Mm-hmm. We know that uh, Hogan was married to Linda from 83 to 2009, and then Jennifer McDaniel from 2010 to 2021. And so uh, this is the one. Yeah. And then so this is the one. This is the one. Do you think he says brother? A lot during yep. his vows. Yep. Absolutely, I bet you 100% brother. more. Absolutely. <laughs> this baby my third time, brother. But this one's for real, brother. But it was weird because he announced his engagement at somebody else's wedding. Like they were, they were, they were at a, a wedding. D-move. They were at a wedding, and then he got on the mic and announced their engagement. No. No, that's not in the, the true spirit of Hulkamania. Oh, no. no, that was a that was a total. You know what that was, and Chem will understand. Actually, no, you'll understand too, Roz. Yeah, that was not like a Hulkamania move, right there. Yeah, that was more in line with something the NWO would do. Oh, damn. Right, Facts. that was it. That was the heel turn right there. Hollywood Hogan, right over there. Yeah. Right? So it was the it was at a wedding for an actor named uh, Corin Nemec and his wife Sabrina Nova, and uh, Hogan was doing a speech during the wedding, and that's when he said that uh, he's he's engaged. He made the announcement at somebody else's wedding. This is the NWO of weddings. That's brother. sort of a D move, though, huh? Yeah. Super. Right. That's, that's Hollywood Hogan. No, but what yeah. if you get clearance from that bride and groom? No. Even still, because then the story no. becomes Hogan's engagement. Yeah, and right? the story is about Hogan's engagement. Because who the hell knows Corn? What's his actor's name? Yeah, Corn. But in fairness, Corn we're now talking Nemec. about them because of this. So, Hold on, he what's the actor's them. name? Corn Nemec. Yeah. yeah Sorry, Corn. I don't How do you spell Corn? K O R I N. No, C- that's um, Cor- hold on here. It's a C O R I N N E M E C. What? Yeah. C-O-R. C-O-R-I-N-N-E-M-E-C. Uh-huh. Oh, Bruh, I've never seen any of these things. That he's okay. Oh, do you know who he is? Do you remember that show years ago, Parker Lewis Can't Lose? Which was a ripoff of, like, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, but a oh. TV show? 
No. No. Okay. Yeah. Um, he was in, here, I'll go through his IMDb here. Parker Lewis Can't Lose, Lake Placid versus Anaconda. Cool. Bundy, an American icon. I guess the Ted Bundy story. Ooh. Oof. He was in uh, Sand Sharks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what else? Um, he was in uh, Raging Sharks. Uh-huh. He was in Robocroc. <laughs> <laughs> He was in um, he was in Mosquito Man. Yeah, Hogan keep that circle. Tight, oh man, huh? I gotta see this. He was in a movie called The Wrong Stepmother. <laughs> <laughs> I may have a I may have a Coronemic Film Festival one weekend. <laughs> These sound like adult film titles, not gonna lie. <laughs> but see, you wouldn't have mentioned him if not for Hulk. He's got a movie called A, a Woman's Nightmare. Mar- he's, he was in Marriage of Lies. Uh-huh. He was in a movie called Evil Doctor. Oh, not only was he in a movie called The The Wrong Stepmother, he was also in a movie called The Wrong Cheerleader. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sounds like I'm searching. He was in he was in a movie called Dracano, which I imagine is like a a, a Dracula volcano. <laughs> Yeah. Um, he was in. A, he was also. He was in Puppy Swap Love Unleashed. Uh-huh. Uh, Yo, this guy. He's, listen, he's working. I'm telling you, he's he's got like a huge no, resume. Like, no wonder you celebrity friends with Hulk Hogan. Yeah, movie called Sleeping in Plastic. That sounds horrific. <laughs> Let me find another good one here. Uh, oh, you didn't see my son, Johnny? <laughs> no. No? <laughs> no, nah, man. Oh, it's too bad. Too bad. The Girlfriend Killer. Well, yeah, big, he's got a lot of movies, man. He's done all right for himself. Sea Beast? You never watched Sea Beast? Also, there's a woman in like a bikini. Oh, she's getting eaten by. Oh, all right, there we go. There's the beast. I got you. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. So an argument uh, or a debate as really as old as time is going on right now surrounding Ariana Grande. So she is now dating Ethan Slater, who is her co-star in Wicked, right? Okay. On Broadway. And... Ethan Slater was married to his high school sweetheart. They just had a baby last year. Mm-hmm. And then Ethan sat his wife down a few days before the news broke about him and Ariana Grande and said that uh, he wanted a divorce. And apparently Lily, his wife, never saw it coming. This according to Us Weekly. Um, but then they go through all of sort of Ariana Grande's relationships. Oh, no. And didn't so she, she was married. So she was married. So she was married week, to, right? to Dalton Gomez, right? That they were getting divorced? Yes. And, uh, and they were getting divorced. And when she met um, Dalton Gomez, uh-huh. he was with his girl named Ricky Barton. And when they hooked up, she posted an Instagram story that said, when you see your ex with the person they told you not to worry about, Uh-oh. right? And let's, not, and let's not forget, in 2019, Ariana Grande released a song called Break Up With Your Girlfriend, I'm Bored, yeah. right? Break okay. up with your girlfriend, because <laughs> I'm bored. So Mac, Mac Miller apparently cheated on his long-term girlfriend, girlfriend Naomi, uh, with Ariana after they collaborated on a song together. Um, Big Sean, who Ariana Grande dated in 2014, right after...
after he split from his fiance Naya Rivera. And in her book in 2016, Naya Rivera wrote this. I walk in, go downstairs, and guess what little girl is sitting cross-legged on the couch listening to music? She goes on to say, come on, people. I'm not going to tell you, but you can guess because it's not that hard. It rhymes with Smariana Schmande. Oh! <laughs> okay. Girlfriend. <laughs> Um, Pete Davidson and Cassie David were together two and a half years before he hooked up with Ariana Grande and Pete busted up with Cassie 24 hours. He went public on Instagram with Ariana Grande and then Cassie wrote him and he told her that he's never been happier ever in his entire life. And then other people reference um, Seven Rings with the lyrics, I see it, I like it, I want it, I got, got it. <laughs> you are savage. Uh, but the argument is, I guess, like, you know, everybody's like, you know, is she a homewrecker or is the is this really on those dudes? They're all the ones that cheated on their partners. You know, like they should hold the accountability in all of in all of this. But yeah. it's it's uh, a th- that, that she, her her track record is impressive. I think it's it might be right up there wow. as far as like a show business record of I don't know if anybody can top that. Who else is Taylor like, Swift? No, not, not even close. No not way. even close. As far as like break up with your your girlfriend on board, yeah. right? She wrote a song about it. I everybody. know. <laughs> <laughs> you can't say I didn't see the signs. No, I'm everybody's so like it's right there. Why are you surprised? <laughs> She's been saying it for years, but it's very impressive. She performs it on stage. Yes, when uh, when you put that record all out, like her stats, like oh. it's, it's, it's 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 almost Leonardo DiCaprio levels if oh, you think about it. Yes, right? It really is. It really is. Like like his pattern is just as blatant as, as her pattern. Yeah. Like oh you turn twenty four, you're out of Leo's life, right? If you ain't booed up, Ariana don't want you. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <man>. <laughs> so great. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, oh, got to play this clip about uh, Kristen Bell. Kristen Bell has talked about how her daughters, her her young kids, uh, like alcoholic beer. What? Um, and uh, this is a great story. So she she sort of re-ups everything. Non-alcoholic beer. Non-alcoholic beer. Like her her children like non-alcoholic yeah. beer. Um, has has your son ever accidentally drank alcohol? Yes. He has? Not what was his reaction? Accident. Not by accident. No, not by accident? No, like I oh. put like a little like on my finger. Oh, okay. Right? Okay. Yeah. Um, no, he didn't like it. No, <laughs> nah, no, nah, nah. no. There was uh, there was one time Roxy woke up and she walked into the kitchen and I think it might have been her birthday and we had people over the night before uh, and Roxy only drinks water, right? Uh, like no juice, no nothing. She only drinks water. And so she walked into the kitchen and saw her water glass on the counter from the night before and just took a giant swig of it. But it was a, a friend of mine's uh, leftover white wine oh, from the night before, oh, <laughs> right? Yeah, didn't go. She just stood there and like opened her mouth and bent over, and it all just came rushing oh. out. Right, but uh, but here's Kristen Bell uh, talking about her kids' love for non-alcoholic beer. Yeah. Champagne. I don't drink champagne. That's why it was left on the table because I don't drink it. And somebody bought it for me tonight. Kelly Clarkson. She grabbed by the, way. the champagne and took a sip as a baby. <laughs> Only a tiny bit. That's... Don't take my children away. <laughs> like, it was like, it was a sip, and I went, "What?" And I was like, "Yeah, it was." It my was kids crazy. have ordered non-alcoholic beers at restaurants before. <laughs>
like a oh bucket. My Which God. sounds insane if you don't know, because context is important. We've learned that over the last few years. Yeah. So, like, my husband and I, when we walked the babies at night in our neighborhood, when my daughter was really little, he is a recovering addict, but he likes non-alcoholic beer. So he'd yeah. pop one open, he'd have her on his chest, and we'd walk and, like, look at the sunset. So as a baby, she was, like, pawing at it. And sometimes she would, like, suck on the rim of it. Yeah. So I think it feels to her like something special, something daddy, and something family. It. And we've been and at restaurants. No alcohol. There's no, no yeah. alcohol in it. Yeah. So we've been at restaurants where she said, do you have anything, do you have any non-alcoholic beer? And I'm like, well, <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe we don't. We just keep that for home. It's home so time. amazing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, you can't. So, no, no, no. And you have to get ahead of that story. <laughs> Good for you, Kristen Bell. Because the headlines would be way different you. if somebody at that restaurant Leak the news to TMZ. Bro, like. (laughs) (laughs) The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. So Doja Cat's going through some stuff. I don't know if you're even following this. She She hates her fans now? She went off on her fans. Uh, And apparently she lost like between 180 and 250,000 followers because of it. So she has a real problem with the fact that her fans call themselves kittens or kitten. And she said, my fans don't get to name themselves. If you call yourself a kitten or an effing kittens, that means you need to get off your phone and get a job and help your parents with the house. What? And then one fan said, what should I change my name to since you don't like the term kitten? And Doja Cat responded, just delete the entire account and rethink everything. It's not too late. Damn. What the hell's wrong with you, Doja Cat? And then she went off on fans calling them creepy who use her real name as their Twitter handles. What's her real I, name? I guess. I don't know. It's That is a little weird. Amala Zendil Delamini, I guess, is her real name. Out of spite, I would just change all my social accounts to that then. Yeah. And then and then somebody said, well, you were actually the one that called your fans kittens years ago. And she said that that was the, like, drunken rantings of a teenager or something like that. Oh, that was the old me? That was the old me. That was the old Doja Cat? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. new jo- Doja Cat. Yeah. It's really, it's like she really, really went off on people. And I guess, like, her three biggest... Um, Doja Cat fan feeds on Twitter actually deleted their accounts. Really? So, like, the, the three biggest sort of Doja Cat fan feeds that had thousands of followers, um, they... In solidarity or because they... I think they just felt, hate, one, one dissed and two, yeah. she, unappreciated and... She, yeah. How she was calling them all out, Yeah, basically. yeah, yeah. yeah it's really, cool. really wild. You rarely see somebody go off on their fans like that. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, we were talking yesterday about the lack of A-list celebrities, big superstars on the picket lines for the... Um, the actor strike. And um, so Bob Iger, who is the head of Disney, he did this interview and I, nobody knows why he said what he said, but this was July 13th, right? And he was talking to CNBC and he was at a, a, a gathering known as Billionaires Camp, by the way. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> Ross saying it like he's never been. Yeah. What's it like? Because <laughs> he, was, he was talking about how he had just re-signed to Disney for uh, until 2026, meaning that his estimated um, net worth of $690 
million. That was 2019, according uh-huh. to Forbes, was going to go up by millions. When asked about the right, the, the direct, the uh, actor strike and the writer strike, he could have said something like, "I don't want to discuss an ongoing, you know, union, you know, dispute. We hope everybody gets it all worked out so we can all get back to making great magic together here at Disney, right?" Mm-hmm. But what he said was. When asked about the the striking actors, he said, there's a level of expectation that they have that is just not realistic. And they are adding to the set of the challenges that this business is already facing that is, quite frankly, very disruptive. So that was his response to the actors on strike. Rude. Yes, very, very rude. And uh, I know he's not like superstar, superstar, but Brian Cranston joined the picket line and had this to say to Bob Iger. I know, sir, that you look through things through a different lens. We don't expect you to understand who we are, but we ask you to hear us. And beyond that, to listen to us when we tell you we will not be having our jobs taken away and giving to robots. Damn. We will not have you take away our right to work and earn a decent living. And lastly, and most importantly, we will not allow you to take away our dignity. We are union through and through, all the way to the end. Thank you. God bless you. Stay together. We will win this fight. God bless you. If you remember uh, during the original press conferences for the strike when Fred Drescher was uh, going off, they had talked about this groundbreaking AI proposal that the studios had wanted to put into the new work agreement. And, 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 and one of the things was is that background actors, people who make very, very little money in show business, that when they were hired for a job, they, they were signing away the rights to scan their likeness mm-hmm. and then give the studios the ability to use their likeness in any way they want forever mm-hmm. for a one-time fee. And I think the fee was $500 for a background actor. And everybody was like, no, 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 that's not what we meant. And then the story today is that Netflix just posted a job. Netflix corporate just posted a job for an AI product manager. Oh, my God. The salary for that job in the posting is $900,000 a year. What? <laughs> Timing. (laughs) Almost a mil? So that's what everybody's doing right now is that nobody's saying, no, none of the studios are saying what their plan is for AI, but what people are digging up now is all the job postings that the studios are looking for. Experts. Thank you. At AI. Thank you. Damn. Thank you. And they're like, no, 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 no. Didn't I see, didn't The Rock... Um, donate like he did. There was know. no dollar figure attached a to big it. Amount or something? Yeah, they, they said it was like it, the largest amount or something. They said it was a historic donation to the um to the it, it, to, it wasn't to SAG. It's it's a separate entity that does takes care of things like pensions and disability and everything else. And and yeah, Dwayne the Rock Johnson um donated a, a historic amount to help out actors. But again, you know, there's a lot of people on the picket lines that are like, hey man, appreciate the cash, mm-hmm. but show up. Yeah. Right. Do what Brian Cranston did because that's how people listen. So uh, there is that. Do we have time for Margot Robbie or no? We always time. No, no, always time. No, no, uh, Margot sure. Robbie. Um, speaking of actors that get paid, um, hey Maury, have you paid off Frank's mortgage yet with all your money? <laughs> no, <laughs> I've paid off mine. Oh, isn't that the goal when you start making a lot of money? You got to pay off your parents' mortgage more? No, I put in pot lights. Oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> you put in? Who did you pay to put in pot lights? Some dude named Sean. Okay, yeah, exactly. Uh, here's Margot Robbie talking about how she paid her mom back. Yeah, everything I owed my mom, I had it written down. She'd take money out of like the, the house mortgage, lend me money. So I always knew, I was like, oh, I've got to pay that back. And then one day when I made enough money, I just paid that whole mortgage off completely. I was like, mom, don't even worry about that mortgage anymore. It doesn't even exist anymore. Honestly, anyone in my position, you'd, you'd do that for your mom. Of course you would. Anyone in her position, Maury. Anyone. Damn. I don't agree. No. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Like parents out there now. Hitting up Hold their kids, on. being like, yep. you see what Margot Robbie did for her mom? Yep. I bought my dad solar lights. <laughs> what is with you with these lights? How much lights is <laughs> I know. Obviously, obviously, Maury is a light guy where he gets his stuff for free. Obviously. Sean, the light guy. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, General Hospital has found an interesting way to uh, keep shows on the air among the writers' strike by using scabs, they say. People scabs? Are, scabs. People, that's people who are willing to cross the picket line and do the job of striking workers. Oh that's God, what that's they so, call them, scabs. That's so rude. Yeah. <laughs> well, it I mean, it's rude to do, right? No, I know. That's what I mean. You've never heard that term before? Never. Scabs? Scab, uh. scab. When people cross the picket line to go into work, scab, scab, scab. Them. Yeah, you've never heard oh, that? Never. So they call them scabs? Yeah, so a general hospital writer who is actually participating in the strike said this. Daytime writers face a unique conflict during strikes. We hate to see our characters and storylines handed over to, quote, writers who cross the picket line. But we're also keenly aware that stopping production could spell the demise of soap operas. My hope is, is that if you love General Hospital, you'll continue to watch. You can morally support the writers and keep the show on the air. Because the actors, and I didn't know this, is that actors on soap operas Mm -hmm. are not part of the strike. They're not part of the SAG strike. So they can keep working. I don't know. Are they part of like a different group? Like a different union or something? I don't know why. I don't know why. So the actors are free to work. And so the networks are bringing in scabs to write the scripts. But it doesn't seem like the writers are in complete... um, it doesn't look like they're they're that bothered by it because they know that as soon as General Hospital starts cranking out episodes, there will just be no more General Hospital. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sham. they're they're part of the SAG after. They're just part of a different uh, contract called something called Net Code. I'm not sure what that is. Sure, but, yeah, it's just but they're allowed to continue. They're allowed to, to continue. Work. Yeah. Um, it's just yeah. let the uh, the actors um, improv. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. They kind of know generally where yes. the storyline's going. And at least seven recent Jeopardy champions said that they would not cross the writer's um, picket line uh, to participate in the show's annual Tournament of Champions. Um, Producers now say the tournament is delayed and that they were actually never planning on doing a Tournament of Champions uh, anyway until the writer's strike was over. However, they do plan to shoot new episodes for the fall using best of clues. Oh, yeah. So recycling clues. Sure. You can't recycle clues on Jeopardy. Why not? I, I'm all for it. Go for it. Are you? Yeah. No, you can't do it. Do Let's that. see how smart you are. You're the, you remember. <sighs> Bro. Look at how many years of Jeopardy. How long has Jeopardy been on the, on the air? Oh, since like the 80s. Right? You can go back that far. Jeopardy's been on since way before the 80s. Oh, I was 84. When I, 84? Mm-hmm. Is that when, when Jeopardy started? When yeah. Alex Trebek started, yeah. Well, that's when Alex Trebek started. Oh, so originally, no, you're right. Way earlier. Uh, 1964. Yeah. <laughs> right there. 
You can go to a question from 1964. <laughs> right? Fair enough. But then you got to fact check those because, like, you know, borders have changed and countries. Sure. Like, you can't. Racism. Like, yeah, right. Yes. <laughs> right? Yes. More people get to vote now. Yeah, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, although Kylie Jenner. Kylie Jenner. <laughs> Although <laughs> Kylie Jenner uh-huh. uh, in the past has uh, vehemently <laughs> denied that she had uh, a boob job, she has oh, yeah. uh, admitted she it. Has we all right. figured it out years ago using eyes and common sense, um, but she came clean about it in a, in a somewhat poignant moment. The, the her sort of confession of getting a. a Breast augmentation um, was done in a conversation actually about her uh, her daughter. So listen to this. I, you know, I got my breast done before Stormy. Within six months of like having Stormy, not mm-hmm. thinking I would like have a child <laughs> when I was twenty. Like they were still healing, and I had beautiful breasts, like natural. Sat perfectly. Just gorgeous. Like perfect size, perfect everything. <laughs> like okay. And I just wish, obviously, I never got them done to begin with. Mm-hmm. I would recommend anyone who is thinking about it to wait until after children. But yeah, obviously I um, have a daughter too. I would be heartbroken if she wanted to get her body done at 19. And she's the most beautiful thing ever. Mm-hmm. I want to be like the best mom and best example for her. And I just, I wish I could like be her and do it all different. <laughs> Oof. Wow. Yeah. Sounds so mature. Right? She yeah, because yeah, she. I mean, I all of them in this season of Kardashians. Yeah, when talking about body image, their their views and like I guess their openness. Yeah, has changed quite drastically. Well, because they have just like unfortunately the because thing- they get ham like on on social. You yeah. just get killed in the comments every well, single week. Yeah, whenever yeah. they post stuff, and, right? And, and and this has gone on for you know it was it, the same happened with you know men in the eighties with you know it, it was the steroids that were being pumped into everybody's childhood hero, right? Mm-hmm. And they never said anything about it. It was these like sort of unattainable things, and then they got called out and ripped for it. And women have gotten ripped for it over the years. But you know that family, I think they they have to realize they have to be aware that especially Kim, like. They have access to the best of the best. Mm. And unfortunately, they've also influenced countless women to mutilate their own bodies, not using the best of the best yeah. to try and look like them. And, 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 and although there is a responsibility and then there's also, you know, personal agency, those people, it's your choice. You do what you want to do. Yeah. Uh, but I think that they're now maybe a little bit more aware of that. And, and I think that that might have happened when they started to, as Kylie said, have kids. Right. And, and as those kids get older, the, yes, those conversations come up. Yes. And then yeah. how also... Are you going to prepare for those conversations when the kid gets to, you know, the age that maybe they were when they started getting some of these procedures exactly. done, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, but no, I'm with you. I uh, I like Kylie. I, I like it. Should I not? Like, I don't watch the show. Is there something that I shouldn't like about her? Because I, like I kind of like... of them. Yeah. yeah, they've, yeah. They've, they've really turned... For me, they've they've yeah. really matured and they've turned yeah. in, a lot, in a lot of ways. Yeah. I don't like the... Who's the one I don't like? I don't like Chloe? the... I don't like Chloe. Really? Yeah. Why? I don't know. I don't know. Sure you don't even know way. which one's Chloe. No, and I don't like the other one. <laughs> <laughs> Who, Kendall? What? Kendall? Who's that? Which one's Kendall? No, I think he means Jessica. 
Who's Jessica? Jessica. I just made that up. Oh. <laughs> you could have at least said a K name, Maury. I would have maybe believed you. Jessica? Maybe Rob. Maybe you don't like Rob. No, I don't even know Rob. I don't even know what a Rob is. Who's Rob? Rob Kardashian. Who's that? They got a brother? Oh he wasn't God. a he wasn't a husband? No, the brother. Rise. Oh, who's the husband then? Scott Disick. No, oh, Scott, that's right. Yes, yes, yes. No, I'm 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 cool on Scott Disick. <laughs> <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Um, the funeral procession uh, is going on right now for the uh, canine police dog, Bingo. Oh, my heart. Uh, that was killed in the line of duty during a call in Etobicoke. Bingo was a two-year-old German shepherd fatally shot after officers responded to an apartment building at uh, Dixon and Kipling on Tuesday in an attempt to locate and arrest a 44-year-old man for murder. Um, so sad, man. When you listen to like people talk about these dogs and, 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 and uh, you know what gets me too with the, with these canines is that they never name them like Viper. You know what I mean? Mm. It's like, they're like sweet, cute names. It's like bingo, right? Like, God, man, it's, uh, it's so sad. But here is a Toronto police chief, uh, Myron Demke. It's a unique bond, uh, between a police dog handler and their dog. They are bonded from an early age of that dog. Uh, they become part of their immediate family. And when I, you see the uh, the procession, like so yeah. many people showed up, and yeah. a ton of officers too. I know people oh, showed up great. with their dogs. That's yeah, where I, I lost it. I was watching yeah. this on really nice. unfold. Oh my god! I was listening to an interview yesterday with somebody who was on this the the canine task force for a very long time, and they were talking about whether the dogs ever get downtime, like whether they get to just play and mm. be dogs. And they were saying, you have to understand that like, first of all, we all know dogs thrive on like structure and discipline, right? Mm. But this is what they love. They love going to work every day. Like they are the most excited when they wake up and their person takes them, sticks them in the truck and then they go to work every day and they know what they're doing and they're sniffing things and they're catching things and they're doing all this yeah. stuff. And, and they said that the they don't, they don't keep them um, in uniform I guess until like they after 10 years old right so they oh, okay. can sort of grow old not having to be in so much danger and have so much responsibility but he was saying where it really gets hard is after that point where they're retired they're still retired at home with their officer and the hard part is when he goes to work every day and the dog doesn't get to go oh. that's the big oh, that's the big adjustment right sure because that's the sort of bond that they that they have so that's, that dog's used to that's the hard always part being together with their that, officer that's their purpose yeah right like that's their purpose oh, and and so that that's always the the hard part but uh uh bingo was i think two years old r.i.p um, bingo r.i.p bingo this is the Roz and mocha show podcast and then yesterday um, they were talking about UFOs, or I guess they call them UAP now, Unidentified uh, Anomalous Phenomena. Uh, this was the uh, implications on national security, public safety, and government transparency. It was a hearing in front of the House Oversight Subcommittee. And this is a clip of uh, a guy that they were interviewing named David Grush, who is a, a whistleblower. And this is why UFOs were trending yesterday. So this testimony, by the way, is all under oath. Listen to this. Intelligent extraterrestrials. Something I can't discuss in public setting. Um, Okay, I can't ask when you think this occurred. (laughs) Um, If you believe we have crashed craft, uh, stated earlier, do we have the bodies of the pilots who piloted this craft? 
as I've stated publicly already in my News Nation interview, uh, biologics came with some of these recoveries. Yeah. Were they, I guess, human or non-human biologics? Non-human, and that was the assessment of people uh, with direct knowledge on the program I talked to that are currently still on the program. And was this documentary evidence, this video, photos, eyewitness, like how would that be determined? The specific documentation I would have to talk to you in a skiff about. So, and, and you may or may not be able to answer my last question, and maybe we get into a skiff at the next hearing that we have, but who in the government either, what agency, sub-agency, what contractors, who should be called into the next hearing about UAPs, either in a public setting or even in a private setting? And, and you probably can't name names, but what agencies or organizations, contractors, et cetera, do we need to call in to get these questions answered, whether it's about funding, what programs are happening, and what's out there? I can give you a specific cooperative and hostile witness list of specific individuals uh, that were in those. And, and how soon can we get that list? I'm happy to provide that to you after the hearing. Super. Thank you. <laughs> he, was like, he was like, yo, I'll just airdrop that list right now. Want it? Just show us. We're not going to freak out. We know there's aliens out there. Yeah. Just show us. Yeah. We'll be cool about it. They were saying, too, uh, somebody else was saying that currently in the uh, atmosphere right now, like, there are UFOs, and they were talking about Navy pilots where it's impeded training at points. Really? Because, um, yeah, because of... Uh, disturbances and whatnot so we'll bro we, like a we'll quick see. little shoulder check to be like no we're here <laughs> yes shoulder <laughs> check yes <laughs> don't stop don't get out of hand god we're thank watching god. thank god maury's not a pilot oh my god <laughs> i was following maury down the road yesterday i was driving behind him for a while i'm like oh my god good thing you have no responsibility did you give me the at the end when you knew i would be turning did you give me the middle finger no maury turn your headphones down for a sec of course I am. Okay. <laughs> I didn't turn down my headphones. Hey! <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Sinead O'Connor's death is not being treated as suspicious. Uh, it was announced uh, yesterday that she passed away at 56. Uh, Scotland Yard spokesperson confirmed to People magazine that a 56-year-old woman was pronounced dead at a property in South London on Wednesday. Police were called... Um, Two reports of an unresponsive woman at a residence and the next of kin have been notified. The death is not being treated as suspicious. They say a file will be prepared for the coroner. That is the uh, sort of latest on Sinead O'Connor. This was 1990 when this song came out. Really? Yeah. Prince wrote it. Beautiful song. She had, uh, I guess her last post, you can keep this playing. I guess her last post was um, a message about her son, Shane, who died by suicide in 2022. And so she, on July 17th, wrote, been living as an undead night creature since. He was the love of my life, the lamp of my soul. We were one soul in two halves. He was the only person who ever loved me unconditionally. I am lost in the bardo without him. So that was uh, her last sort of social media post. And uh, a lot of people sort of paying tribute to Sinead O'Connor. And um, some of the more interesting ones is that if you uh, go through the tweets from the guys from Public Enemy, so Chuck D and Flavor Flav. What? Because they all, like, had massive love for each other. Really? I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, because in 89, 1989, 
um, I guess, and, and they explained it in this clip, but Sinead O'Connor was performing a song called Mandinka at the Grammy Awards, and she had that shaved head, right? Mm-hmm. And she showed up with the Public Enemy logo painted on the side of her head. Oh, okay. Right? So here's Sinead O'Connor and Chuck D explaining what happened. They decided they wouldn't um, go to the Grammys quite rightly because they were protesting. I protested the Grammys in 1989 because they refused to recognize rap music and hip-hop as a legitimate musical category. I thought it was, like, admirable when she put the Public Enemy logo in her head. Wow. With Sinead O'Connor, you didn't get the sense that she was just being pretentious and she was fake. It was like, yeah, she seriously has issues with this. This is what's going to drive her artistry. She's committed to that. Yeah, wow, so that's how. Story. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. So that's how they all became tight. Hmm. Um, and uh, she wrote a, a, this open letter in 2013 to Miley Cyrus after, I guess, Wrecking Ball came out, just talking. She was like, I'm extremely concerned for you and those around you uh, that have led you to believe or encourage you in your own belief that this is in any way cool to be naked and licking sledgehammers in your videos. She goes on to say, the music business doesn't give a crap about you or any of us. They will prostitute you for all of your worth and cleverly make you think that it was what you wanted. And when you end up in rehab as a result of being prostituted, they will be sunning themselves on their yachts in Antigua, which they bought by selling your body, and you will find yourself very alone. So that she just wrote this letter to Miley Cyrus. Wow. And then uh, Miley did respond, and here was Miley's response. If you want to know my thoughts, I think she's an incredible artist. I think she's an awesome songwriter, and I was really inspired by her for my Wrecking Ball video, which is what started the whole thing. I don't know how someone can start a fight with somebody that's saying, hey, I really respect you and I really love what you did you know what you suck and I don't like you but that was kind of crazy but you know as I said I'm a big fan of hers so it doesn't really matter damn uh yeah did you ever listen to any Sinead O'Connor I wrote about her in my book a little bit because I always just sit around just trying to cry and I would always listen to like Sinead O'Connor and stuff that's the like only that. that nothing compares that's, to that's you it, that's eh? the only song I know um I'm trying to think of like if I had to like direct people to a couple of really great Sinead O'Connor songs Black Boys on Mopeds is one of the is one of the best it's such a fantastic protest song. It is so hard. Black. Black Boys on Mopeds. Um, it's really, really, really good. Also, um, Last Day of Our Acquaintance is really good. No Man's Woman is also pretty good. What's that? No Man's Woman. No, no Man's Woman is also really good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, get away from oh, YouTube. my God, your commercials pay for YouTube. We're trying to do a tribute here. No, I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Oh, this is Black Boys on Mopeds. She doesn't swear on this, does she? No, no. Oh, okay, good. No. Margaret Thatcher on TV Shocked by the deaths that took place in Beijing it Seems strange that she should be offended The same orders are England 
stuff i think like 21 maybe something like that uh yeah but no she was awesome this is the Roz and mocha show podcast so miley has been like really mia for a long time mm-hmm. and now there's a lot of conspiracy theories about miley cyrus okay. and the most prominent one that you see online is that the reason miley didn't tour the reason that she didn't do any publicity for that record, she did like that one video, it was a smash for flowers, mm-hmm. and it did nothing, is that the big rumor is that Miley's joined a cult. What? Okay. Come so, on. So people on TikTok, they put all the evidence together, and then they just make videos, and then yeah. it's sort of up to you to determine whether you, too, believe that Miley Cyrus is in a cult. Okay. So, so here's the evidence from a TikToker. Obviously. I just saw on Twitter that Miley Cyrus is now in a cult. The cult is called the Modern Mystery School, and it's not really a school. It's allegedly an organization that trains healing practitioners in the tradition of the lineage of King Solomon. These healers are encouraged to join sacrifices every year and sign contracts stating that they aren't allowed to tell anyone about it. These two girls, Lily and Blue, were allegedly healers at the cult school. They allegedly met Miley in February of 2023, right after flowers dropped, and encouraged her to join their cult. And allegedly, this is the reason that Miley's been so MIA. No performances, no public appearances, no promotion for the album at all. Aside from the Disney Plus special, that was back in March. Fans are speculating that Miley's Instagram is being run by an intern. Her first couple of posts about flowers were very loving, yes. very personal. Yep. And as the weeks went on, they sounded very AI generated, oh, which makes yes. people think that someone is posting on her behalf. Mm. Miley's sister Brandy also went on a podcast and spoke a little bit about Miley's absence. I'm not speaking for Miley. I'm not speaking for anybody. I'm not speaking for fans. Okay. But from what I gather, uh, fans are a little frustrated that um, Miley's been a little quiet on social media and maybe not doing um public performances this is just what uh, this is what the fans tell me is that you know where is miley we miss her like we want to see her play and she's not doing those things and so um people say crazy (laughs) it all makes sense to me guys obviously right (laughs) 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 thanks for listening to the Roz and mocha show podcast catch the guys live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 on kiss 92.5 kiss 92.5.com or download the kiss 92.5 app